0: You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, joined by Monica and myself, Lawson, and we have just been blessed. You guys have been answering that quiz ferociously, mm-hmm. and you guys have been texting us in a bunch, but we're going to have another clue for the quiz.
1: Okay, this is question number four. It is our penultimate question, uh, quiz question. What was Bartimaeus's challenge?
0: Oh, Yeah, a bit
1: of a challenge, a bit of a life challenge you had to deal with. What was it?
0: <laughs> if you know Bartimaeus's challenge, it would, could you say? Oh no, that it might wasn't give it away. like
1: a fifty-day squat challenge. No, oh, okay, there, okay. You know? okay. It wasn't like it wasn't like you doing the City to just fun run. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Man, speaking of fun runs, last night I went running. So on Wednesday night I went running, and then Thursday, uh, sorry.
1: I just want to say. Today is Friday. Fun run is the most oxymoronic oxymoron that I've ever No,
0: I had night. fun running last night. No, you I, I did. So Wednesday night, I went running. Then Thursday morning, I wasn't here. Did my, um, Exam. It did my exam. Did really well. I, I thought, Lord. you know, I, I sat down and I was like, Okay, I know what the questions are saying. I know how to answer them. I had to shout out my study group. Um at, you know, it was it was Albert, Katie, Lucy and myself, and we just studied it out and we, we went in confident, you know. So we, we were winning. Um and then I went running again last night with someone from my running group that I went to on Wednesday night, and this person just Killed me. Like, they pushed me so hard. I ran, like, this is since I've come back. It's not the fastest I've ever run, but but it's the fastest and longest that I've ever run since I've started running again, preparing for the city surf. But I felt good. I was like, this is cool. Like, I got to the end and I was like, I was stuffed. It was a 5K, which isn't very long, but I was, like, really pushing for pace because this person is an absolute gun. But, um, yeah, it was a fun run. Hey, um, got lots of text messages here. I love this one for, from Brayden. He says they were talking about how everyone has the number etched into their brain, and Brayden goes, no, I can't remember it off my heart. I have it added to my phone, so I have outsourced my memory.
1: That's exactly how I feel about my phone. It is basically my outsourced brain.
0: <laughs> we've, we've talked about this before on, on the radio, whether having an outsourced brain actually makes you dumber. Does it? Uh,
1: in, I reckon in some cases. Mm-hmm. So, for example, using of maps, like GPS has definitely made me dumber. I used to, like because I can read a street directory, mm. and within a couple of months of moving to a new place and using a, a street directory, after a while, I would just learn the lay of the land. I could get you anywhere you needed to go. It was, you know, you just learn about your location, but GPS... Man, it just it just marshmallows your brain. Like, I still can't tell you how to get around Newcastle without using a map. I think I completely lost if my phone died. So, <laughs> But then in other cases, like, you know, reminders and appointments, like I don't forget stuff anymore because my phone reminds me of everything. Mm. So, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah.
0: But then I feel like you could use <laughs> that brain power to do other things.
1: Right, you know? right, right.
0: Reassignment. Right. Hey, <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> tell us what you think. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I got some other text- hey, we've got this oh, one about Christopher. A-, a wallet. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So yesterday while you were studying exams, we were mm. having a great time on the breakfast show. Christopher was texting in. Christopher is a guy who has the Happy Diver uh, YouTube channel where mm. he goes scuba diving and then uploads videos of it. Mm. And, uh, and he was saying how... Um, not yesterday, but the day before, he had a really great scuba dive where he found a bunch of stuff, including a wallet. And, uh, and he said, to give you an update, we found the owner of the wallet and are organizing to return it to him. It's interesting that the wallet is still in good condition, yet it was lost years ago. That's so cool. He actually lost and He texted us a bunch of things he's found in the past. like Some lady lost her wallet from like 10 years ago. They also found a gun. Mm. A police issued, uh, what was it, a revolver or something, Christopher? So, yeah, some, finding some really cool st- cool stuff in the ocean. Can you imagine just going for a swim, going for a paddle, and then coming out of the water with a gun? Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, Christopher, keep us updated. We, we, we want to know um, um, how the owner reacted to the uh, to the wallet being returned to him.
0: Mm, absolutely. Uh, we have, who am I reading? Oh, Suzanne oh, and Frecker writing some- in, both of them. I There's, feel
1: justified. Suzanne
0: wrote, after hearing about Milo's last walk, I needed to watch something funny to clear the tears.
1: Amen, Suzanne. Hello and me. then
0: <laughs> Frecker wrote in, beautiful puppy story, Mon. Made me cry thinking about all the neighborhood coming out to say goodbye. See,
1: it's not just me who was howling the first time they read that.
0: <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I didn't cry at all. I didn't shed a tear. That's yeah. because
1: of how I presented it. I try to keep it a little yeah. bit. Uh, but
0: I don't know. I just, I'm I'm like.
1: Cold inside? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're dead, yeah, you're dead I'm inside. I'm the most
0: unsympathetic <laughs> vegan. I think that's what it is. Like, it's just, you know, dogs dying. I'm like, eh, fair enough. I don't eat dogs anyway. Have like, you
1: ever had a dog? Yeah,
0: yeah. I've had dogs. Like, all throughout my life. But dogs like, and cats.
1: And <clears throat> okay, this is a big question. Was it an inside dog or an outside dog? Both. You've had one of each? Yeah. Okay. See, I find that people that like, inside dogs, they sort of become more like a human part of the family. Like, like it was almost like they are mm. another child. Whereas outside dogs, I feel like people with outside dogs are less emotionally attached to them.
0: Mm. Yeah. I'm that's just not emotionally attached at all. I think I've, okay. So I've never, yeah, that's right. Um, I just, I'm just in love with myself. So <laughs> awesome. how could I love anything else? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. but no, well, I think it's the case of like, it's always been our family's dog. Right. And it's never been my dog.
1: Right. Well, I still love, still love your families. Yeah, I know, and I do. But then I'm just like,
0: "Eh, fair enough. Actually, you
1: know know what they say now? Pets are the new kids, and plants are the new pets. That's (laughs)
0: whack. Uh, I, (laughs) I don't like that. But actually, speaking of sad animal news, so our (laughs) family cat. Who has been with us for 16 years was, was put down yesterday.
1: Oh, Lawson. Which is, which is, I'm you so know, sorry. mama.
0: I I remember going to pick her up when she was a puppy, a uh, puppy, a kitten, but <laughs> she was a kitten. And like being, I was like in, I don't know, year, year two or something. Like yep, it was, yep, it was yep. so we've had her for ages. Aww. And, uh, she finally was like, all right, she's, she's not doing well. And so she got put down. I guess it was sad, but What's I was her like. Name? Uh, Mitzi.
1: Oh, Mitzi's a good name for it. Mitzi,
0: so cute. We didn't want to call it Mittens. Like, that's whack. That's still cute. But it is cute, but it's just overused. Mm -hmm. So it, it was Mitzi. And Mitzi was the kind of cat that Lyle would have hated oh, wow. because <laughs> it, it, it loved the outdoors. Oh, oh no. man. In its younger years, then like as, as it got older, it, you know, just got fat and lazy, but it, <laughs> there was a good, like five, six years stretch stretch there that it was like, cause we were living on like a four acre property and it was just jungle cat. Like it would come and uh, hang out with us and come home and, and you know, lay in its bed and would feed it and stuff. But then it'll be like, all right, today is the day. Kill something. And then there was one time we lost Mitzi for six weeks. Oh, we had no idea where she went and we had been traveling around at the time. This is when I, back in the day, I used to race motorbikes and we had been traveling around Australia racing. And, but when we left, we like, couldn't find Mitzi and when we got back we couldn't find Mitzi and we were like "Oh, where's where's Mitzi at like we just couldn't feed couldn't do anything and then we come up with a theory maybe she got into the back of the shipping container that had all the motorbikes in it and that smells terribly like petrol and she got locked in there and died and we were like what what happened to Mitzi but then yeah after a good six weeks she just rocked up Having having had uh, I, what I assume is the adventure of a lifetime, you know, just traveling the <laughs> I'm, world. I'm or staring
1: stuff. at his eyes, listeners, and I'm not seeing a single hint of a tear or redness or anything. No, because just dead inside. Mits, Mitsy, just absolutely. Mitzi lived a good life. Cat died yesterday. And he's sitting here stone cold. Oh,
0: well, she didn't I feel like die. I'm we, getting sad for she, you. She didn't die. We killed <laughs> her. Uh, so, but
1: you know what? 16 years for an outdoor cat is actually miraculous because the average lifespan of an outdoor cat, even as a pet, is only five years. An indoor cat can can live up to 20 years
0: because Mitzi was a soldier.
1: Mitzi was on it,
0: yeah. And but yeah. she had those years outside. But after those that five year stretch, then she said she retired. Oh, sh- she was like, I'm getting fat <laughs> and lazy, run, yeah. and had a good eight, nine years there, just being just a legend, Uh,
1: but
0: um, RIP Mitzi, RIP Mitzi shout out Mitzi. (laughs) Hey, we've got some more text messages here coming in from Raphael. He says, so this is regarding, I was talking about policing Mm. in Chicago and Atlanta. And this is absolutely agree. Lawson Uh, police have a lot of power and with power comes a lot of responsibility. So it is very important that the responsibility is nurtured and that they are taught well. And you know, they're trained up to be good officers with a good community spirit. Amen. Absolutely. Good. Good policing goes a long way, and it, it's a huge blessing. And and yeah, police do so much more than again stop violent crime and tell people to get down mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know take your hard earned money because you went six ks over the speed limit, uh, which is the the in that I do have with police. And this is, this is what I was saying actually. <laughs> That's your own fault. My my point of like the interactions that I've had with police officers have been. Usually, when I'm speeding, and I've always been treated well, even though I've like, you know, broken them. But, you know, I've given the okay, I don't want to incriminate myself here. You know, I I could tell a story, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll leave that one off there. But, Police officers have been good to me.
1: Well, when you meet police officers and you get to know them, often they often they have harrowing stories involving yeah. like PTSD, being shot at, talking to people mm. out of ending their own lives, like mm. dealing with domestic abuse and domestic violence. Like it's an unenviable job and it's an essential one. So mm. yeah. Hey, we have a message that's causing a bit of controversy in the studio here. Mm-hmm. We're not. Gonna, I'm not going to read all of it because it has a quiz answer in it. It was one of the quizzes about which two people didn't die, and Brayden says. The answer, And then he says, but they are not the only beings that have never died mentioned in the Bible. Brayden, who are you talking about?
0: You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 064 669. Yeah, I was looking into this and the only interpretation in which another character in the Bible that has lived, you know, at the moment up until this point, that has lived, that hasn't died, is, and I'm going to say this with air quotes, Melchizedek. Now, if you don't know Melchizedek, he's the high priest of Salem. He meets Abraham, and Abraham pays him a tithe. Now, it says in the book of Hebrews that he, you know, is without beginning and without end and doesn't die, and there's this legend that Melchizedek didn't die, and that he's actually Jesus rocking up and meeting Abraham. Now, I know that when Lyle was on the show, we studied this extensively looking at who exactly Melchizedek is and why it says that he has no beginning and no end. It has nothing to do with Melchizedek being an immortal being. It yeah, has, right. It has everything to do with because Jesus is called a priest after the order of Melchizedek, mm-hmm. which essentially the reason it's saying he has no father or no mother or no genealogy or beginning or end is because the priesthood of Israel came as a result of genealogy, right? Mm. You're a priest because you were a Levite or a son of Aaron. But in the case of Melchizedek, he's a priest, but not related. He precedes Aaron. He's not related to Aaron. He's not related to the Israelites. He's not related to any of these people. Yet he's the high priest, and that's the point that it's making. So it's a misinterpretation that leads people to think that Melchizedek didn't die. I don't
1: know. But then... Brayden, are you thinking about Melchizedek when you wrote that message? That's what I want to know. Yeah. If not, tell us but who. But then,
0: if it's not Melchizedek, then are you talking about the people who are, you know, redeemed from the earth? But they haven't lived yet. And that wasn't the question, Brayden. Come on. <laughs> the question was, who up until this point hasn't died? And there's only two of them. So... <laughs> so, But that's okay. Hey, let us, <laughs> let us know, Brayden. Got another text message coming in. This is from Alan. Alan says... Amen, Lawson. I'm currently a New South Wales police recruit. Oh, Ooh. wow. Amazing. And I confirm it is a paramilitary. The training alone, which is 40 minutes of high intensity exercise per day, just to pass the police um, physical entry uh, for entry police recruitment is designed to sift out corruption um and does thank the lord god bless brother and so i, I think that the point that's being made it's like you know including this physical exercise but all of the rigorous training that that they do it comes from the purpose of sifting corruption out of a position where you are in power because again whenever there's power it, there will be abuse a, an abuse of power and definitely has have police officers abuse their power Absolutely. And there's all kinds of stories of that coming from the United States, coming from here in Australia, coming from all over the world. You know, I was even, I was a victim of police and abuse of power when I was in Spain and we got pulled over and the passenger of the car that I was in wasn't wearing a seatbelt. It wasn't me. I was wearing a seatbelt because I was a good boy. And the police officer was then like, we need to solve this problem of, you are not wearing a seatbelt give me 50 euros and I'll let you go away. So, you yeah, know, you can say, okay. I can't you
1: solve the problem of not wearing a seatbelt. It's yeah. Just, I, know, <laughs> just, I, tend, I tend to think that this is the way our memory works. I think we tend to remember the, the mountains and the valleys and we don't remember the, the sort of monotonous stuff in between. And I mm. think uh, police are often remembered by the corruption that they've committed and yet there's so much more of the good stuff that they do. Yeah. That's just monotonous everyday stuff to us that we don't f- focus on they don't think about. So mm. I think police often do a lot more good work than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. We just always remember the highlights in the news of when this, this police person was corrupt mm. and that kind of stuff. So yeah. hey, Alan, thank you does, so much for your happens, service.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. And it says here that you are currently a police recruit so uh yeah we're praying for you and we hope you you know, good fortune as you are going along in your training and that you can come out of the, the other side being both a police officer and a servant of god being a blessing to people and changing that reputation
1: and a gentleman
0: and, and a gentleman. <laughs> Raiden right wrote right in, oh, kitten. <laughs> uh, I also had a cat named Mitzi. Yo, Mitzi gang. Dude, <laughs> Mitzi's the best name for a cat. I've just decided that now. I had a cat named Mitzi, Mitzi therefore it's the best name for a cat. It's a, a pretty cat. cool name for, for him. Oh, absolutely. Hey, you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are going to continue to be looking at the seal of God and The Mark of the Beast. Now, we've talked about so far this week how, you know, we have this group, These two groups at the end of time, we have, this is what we've looked at the last couple of weeks, we've got one group that's represented or portrayed as as Babylon, which is a group that stands in opposition to God, that stands in idolatry to God, that puts themselves and the world before God, and then we've got this other group of people, the 144,000, this is described in Revelation chapter 14, who stand with Jesus, and that's what the Bible says, they're standing on Mount Zion with Jesus, and they are keeping the law of God, they are repenting. They're following Jesus. They have the power of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about that extensively this week. We've talked about how they are given the faith of Jesus to be able to endure throughout persecution. Um, And that persecution, I remember particularly the last thing we talked about, persecution, was that it would be the the kind of final method that Satan uses to get people to abandon God and come to him. You know, first it's enticement with miracles, and then... After that point, after enticement with miracles and and you're doing and it's when I say miracles, it's you you know you could think of that as like a literal miracle, but it's just anything that gets people to think like, wow, you know, this Babylon group, this this group that is standing in opposition to God at the end time, um, is is the that's the direction that I want to go down because, um, yeah, they have something that that truly following God can't give me, and then. Again, so after that enticement period, it's just the,
1: blatant coercion. The, uh, yeah,
0: then it's following that is just total persecution mm-hmm. and and the restriction of buying and selling, uh, as we talked about on Wednesday. How you know it, it goes out of its way to pursue you, and you can't buy or sell. And if you try and buy or sell or follow Jesus, then it's the the death penalty, basically. So these are, this is the situation in which we're in. It's like you know these two aspects. I think next week, we're going to be talking about more the literal pers- specifics of how exactly that plays out. And it's like, okay, well, what mechanism do they use to stop people from buying and selling? You know, how does this happen? And, you know, we might even talk about cashless societies, <laughs> uh, which is a bit of a meme here on Faith FM, uh because of the heat, the heated discussion that it brings. <laughs> but today I want to talk about Well, the the topic for today's Bible study is Jesus, our only mediator. Amen. I think this is really important. Let's go to Revelation chapter 13. And do you want to read for us verse 4 and 5? Revelation chapter 13, verse 4 and
1: 5. I'm reading from the NKJV, and it says this. So they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast who is able to make war with him? And he has given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and was given authority to continue for forty-two months.
0: Mm. So here in Revelation chapter thirteen, we've got this description. There's there's two beasts that it talks about. A beast in Bible prophecy represents an institution, a nation a group of people uh, and it's the two beasts. And we've talked about how it's, it's Babylon. It's standing in opposition to God. And one of the things that it is doing here is um it's getting people to worship itself and speaking blasphemous words. Mm. Now that word blasphemy, it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? So we have, he- there's a word called heresy and, and blasphemy and heresy are very similar to one another. Heresy is the idea of people sharing, you know, um something as biblical truth that ultimately isn't true right so we call it heretical or heretical tr- teaching so for example um i believe that saying that jesus isn't god is a heretical teaching so i would say that i would say that's not true according to the bible so then that is heresy but blasphemy is different blasphemy is actually putting yourself in the place of god and we're going to see some examples of this Monica, would you be able to go to Luke chapter 5 for us? And I want you to read verse 18. We're going to be reading a little bit of a story here. Luke chapter 5 and verse 18. We're going to read through to 26. So Luke 5 verse 18.
1: Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the rooftop and let him down through his bed with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk? But that you may know the the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God.
0: Oh, amazing. What a story. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And I'm actually, we're watching Shell. Through the glass window here at the Faith of M studio, packing things up. Yeah. Because actually, our studio is shutting down. We haven't talked about this. No. This is our last show in mm. this studio, and this is actually our last show ever. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just, I'm, just I'm, just I'm just joking, I'm just joking,
1: i was like, should I make that joke? And I thought, no, I don't want to scare them. And then you went and did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is our
0: last show here in the, well, this we call this the Wall's End Studio here mm-hmm. on Lake Road. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be moving up to Kari for a bit, just another area. Shout
1: out to Kari Kari 7th Day Adventures Church. And thank you. Thank you so much, Curry, Curry for allowing us to... For giving uh, us a space. Yeah, giving yeah. us a little studio space.
0: There. Until eventually we're going to be moving down into, the, you know, Lake Macquarie, down to the down to Curranbong once our offices get built there, so...
1: Fingers crossed we stay at Curry Curry forever, but sure, yeah. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> see, your fingers are crossed, right? Curry Curry. And I'm um, looking over at Shell, and Shell's fingers are, like, triple crossed.
1: Yeah, that's because Shell could walk to work if yeah. she went, <laughs> it went to Curry, um, Curry forever.
0: I live really far away. <laughs> From Gary Garry. Yeah, so, hey,
1: someone's got to. <laughs> yeah,
0: someone's got to do it. <laughs> so, you like uh, driving. Uh, <laughs> I don't like spending money on petrol. <laughs> you're listening to The Breakfast Show. And, uh, oh, we, so we've got some answers real quick to our query about what Braden was saying. He says, Lawson, you're thinking too deep. Gabriel has lived and never died. And God. And thus far, Lucifer.
1: Okay, I double-checked. When I read the question out, I said, what two men in the Bible have never died? I I guess I didn't specifically say human men...
0: And I don't know, but I don't know if it's But say. angels are angels, and right. God is God, yeah. and they might use male pronouns, mm-hmm. but they're not men. Okay, so <laughs> I am taking issue and offense <laughs> with this. The, the, this was like the greatest troll job of all time, got, got getting me to fully invest into like, wow who is this like brayden, does brayden has this subver- subversive <laughs> biblical information that i don't know Yeah. yeah yeah he's, he's just trolling us he's like yeah obviously god's never died
1: <laughs> Brayden, just ignore him
0: <laughs> and uh alan wrote in too he says thanks guys for your encouraging words but you can say it all again Because I missed it, Um, you know, (laughs) trying to get my 8-year-old daughter out of warm bed onto the 10-degree floorboards. God bless. Obviously, he's at recruit school. He's missing his family, you know.
1: Hey, Alan. Do you know what? You can jump on our website, faithfm.com.au, and you can actually listen to the show again. It's going to be in our archives for all, well, I don't say all eternity, but until the world ends. Mm. <laughs> and you can actually listen back and you can listen to uh, what we said. Uh, you can even write it down and print it out <laughs> because you'll be able to press uh, rewind and play and rewind and play as much as you like. <laughs> so all our shows are archived onto the onto the Faith of M website. You can mm. listen to them. They're, they're called podcasts when mm. they're on the website. And uh, everything from the breakfast show the evening programs on uh, our radio uh, are put there for your listening pleasure.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Have we missed something? Have we missed the quiz?
1: We have a good time to do the next quiz question. We've got
0: to do the final quiz question for today. Quiz number five, Guys, you've got to get in the drawers coming up.
1: Last one of the week. Here we go. And they said to one another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. That is uh, generations. Genesis 37 verse 19. The question is, who is the dreamer? Ah, come in on, this guys, you know verse. this. You know and they this. said to one another, Behold, a, behold, this dreamer cometh. Who is a dreamer in this verse? Generation. There I go again. Genesis 37, 19. Who is a dreamer in the verse?
0: Okay, so in our Bible study, we've been talking about the end times. We've yeah. been talking about the end time powers, Babylon, Revelation 13, and we've seen how they stand in the place of of, you know, well, essentially, uh, they're committing blasphemies here. It says they're speaking blasphemous words. Now, we defined heresy before. It's saying something that is, like, categorically untrue in regards to the Bible. And I gave an example of, like, I I think the Bible clearly describes Jesus as being God. And to say that that's not true, you could consider as heresy. Yeah. Now, we come to blasphemy, which is different. It's putting yourself in the place of God. And we're looking at an example of that here in Luke five eighteen through 25. Now, what has Jesus just done in this story? He's
1: healed a paral- paraplegic.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. And
1: forgiven his sins. Yeah,
0: which is like Miraculous. an amazing story. A- absolutely fantastic story. Uh, he heals this paralyzed man. Um but before healing him, the first thing he says to him is, Man, your sins are forgiven you. Mm. Why do you think this is preemptive? Why do you think he's doing this first, saying your sins are forgiven you rather than healing him?
1: I don't know. Is it like alleviating his his spiritual emotional stress before his physical calamity?
0: Well, this I, I, I just think of it simply like this. What's more important?
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, what's more important? Ca- that, we have li- yeah. or that we have
0: legs or that we go to heaven?
1: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah.
0: God is wanting to save us. Mm-hmm. And I think that what Jesus is communicating here is like you have a massive burden in your life. I can see that clearly because you've been carried here. You can't walk. Mm-hmm. But what's more important is the life to come. Yeah. And that you make decisions today that leads you into that life. And I'm telling Jesus is coming. He's like, I'm communicating to you now. Your sins are forgiven. you. And this
1: would have been weighing heavy on his mind because back then they thought oh. para- like a, a illness was a sign of having sin. So he was yeah. probably thinking, I'm doomed because yeah. I can't walk.
0: Yeah. Your sins are forgiven you. And he probably thought about it in a sense of like, oh, well, maybe if my legs heal, mm. then I'll be good enough, you mm. know, for God. But it's like, no, sir, so like before that happens your sins are forgiven you. Now at this Jesus is accused of blasphemy in verse 21. The Pharisees say, "Who, you know, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone?" alone. Now, is what the Pharisees saying here correct here? But particularly the second sentence, "Who can forgive sins but God alone?" is what they're saying incorrect. No. No. Yeah. Because only God, God can, can forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. There is no other means in which sins can be forgiven unless it's through God. And the model that God uses is the sacrifice of his son. Mm. Now, for the Pharisees, they would have seen the sanctuary service and the sacrifice of the lamb. And they would have seen, okay, as a result of our sacrifice of the lamb, God forgives our sins. Now, that was an object lesson leading them to the ultimate sacrifice being Jesus Christ. Now... They're looking here and they're like, who can forgive sins but God alone? And that's the very point is that Jesus was forgiving sins because Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jesus, as God, as the sacrifice, was forgiving the sins of this man. And then, you know, Jesus makes this point. It's like, oh, what's, what's great at telling a man his sins are forgiven or, you know, healing him. And he goes on to heal him, which is a really powerful story. But we're looking at, okay, this power at the end of time, it speaks blasphemies against God and putting itself in the place of God, an aspect of that is claiming that, you know, a way that Jesus was accused of blaspheming was that he had the power to forgive sins. Um, Do you want to read John 10 and verse 33 as well, just quickly? If you can get that one for us, Monica. John 10 and verse
1: 33. My Bible is just loading. Give me one moment. Okay, here we go the Jews answered him saying for a good work, we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you being a man make yourself God.
0: Mm. So again, to make yourself God, to put yourself in the place for God. Again, this is regarded as blasphemies. So what is it that this institution is trying to do? It's claiming the ability to forgive sins and by, and it puts itself in the place of God. It's essentially saying that through it, institution, forgiveness is found. Mm-hmm. Outside of it, forgiveness is not found. Now, we know that even though, you know, God has manifested itself and the following of God has manifested itself into institution being the church, and we see that in various different forms around the world, a church can't claim to be the means by which people are saved. Mm. It never can be. Mm-hmm. Church exists because people are saved, mm-hmm. not as a, you know, to, to save people. And so... This is very, very important. Again, it's all about turning to Jesus. We've quickly run out of time here. We'll pick. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are listening to the Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we have come to the time where we give something away. Absolutely for free. Well,
1: not absolutely for free. As the result have... of the
0: draw, right, yep. which they answered questions to mm-hmm, get mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And all of those people answered those questions. And so all we need to do now, Shell, is hit that button and spin that wheel.
1: There can only be one winner.
0: Wait, is it. Is it. Wheel uh, uh, <laughs>
1: spin. Hey, there we go.
0: <laughs> and we have a winner. Yeah, we do. It, did, it didn't cheer. It, just, it usually claps and cheers. But now we've got a winner. Shout out. Gr- Greg. Yes. <laughs> Shout out, Greg, our winner for this week. The winner of the final quiz prize that will be coming here from our office in Walls End, Newcastle, before we, you know. Disappear up to Curry Curry. Up <clears> to <throat> Curry Curry.
1: Hey, let me give you some answers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. So quiz number one, at the time of the census, which was conducted by Moses in the first chapter of Numbers, which of the 12 tribes of Israel was the largest? It was Judah. It was a big tribe with about uh, 75,000 members. Uh, Two men in the Bible that never died was Enoch and Elijah, two human men. Homo sapiens and never die. <laughs> Enoch. And Elijah. Not beings. Not celestials. I can't not believe aliens. this guy
0: said God never died. <laughs> like, oh wow.
1: <laughs> Who built the first city? It was Cain, as you can read in Genesis 417. Cain made love to his wife and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city and he named it after his son Enoch. Mm. What was Bartimaeus's challenge? I love what one person wrote in. They were like, he was a blind bat. <laughs> yes, he was blind as a bat. That was his challenge. He mm. he was uh, vision impaired. Mm. Uh, he was one of the people Jesus healed of their sicknesses, though. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the final quiz was uh, the the dreamer in this verse, which was uh, Genesis thirty seven nineteen. And they said to one another, "Behold, this dreamer cometh." That was Joseph. Mm. The boy, Joseph was coming.
0: Oh, Greg writes in. He says, that's so awesome. Thanks for the opportunity. Have an awesome Sabbath all. And definitely we'll be having an awesome Sabbath. I love this text message, though. This comes in from Sky. She says, is it just me who noticed Lawson kicking off at least once a week on a topic (laughs) soapbox style? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's like, <laughs> you, you didn't just notice. I do it on purpose. <laughs> I, I like it. Okay.
1: <laughs> she also wrote, what relaxing music. I'm too lazy now to, to move out of the car. <laughs> Where are you, parked, Sky? <laughs> I'm enjoying you. We'll park together
0: and just oh, have that
1: sleep in the man. car with that sunshine coming through. Listening
0: to a sermon when you just like invested or like a a, a podcast or... You know, listening to music and you just sit in the car. Mm. You sit in the car. I get to the point where I'm like, I'm wasting petrol. I turn the pe- the car off. Well, it's like- leave the car but it's like, I'm like, yeah, this has been a, you know, a good 30 minutes that I have not moved. I'm like sitting out the front of my house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alan says, thanks, Mon. Um, I shall listen to it ASAP. That's talking about the podcast there. Have a great, safe day and a brilliant Sabbath. God bless. Do you know what? Happy incoming Sabbath to everyone. Sabbath is starting in just a few short hours uh, when the sun goes down today. And we definitely encourage you to check out what it might be like keeping the Sabbath if you've never kept mm. one before
0: oh sky's in a beachy car park
1: oh sky where are you let's go to, let's go to sky opposite the ocean I want to be where sky is mm.
0: <laughs> man that sounds like is it, oh, I already talked about my run last night but it was also running beside the beach and it was just really cool because you could hear the waves crashing but at the same time it was like pitch black oh I was like just a good time just being near the ocean getting the nice beautiful fresh air. I hope those windows are, are open sky I hope those windows are open because not only are you getting the beautiful, fresh beach air, and you're listening to the waves crash while listening to us. But then you're also promoting Faith FM. <laughs> you're, letting it, you're letting Faith FM pour out of the car, and you're blessing people that, oh, and Sky says she's only a couple of hours away, so good times, good times. What are you looking for, Mon?
1: I'm looking for a text. Tech- DJ Show just said we had a new person texting. I just wanted to read out their text message, but I can't seem to find it. But welcome, yeah, new listener, and thanks for texting. in. We, lo- we love it when new people text in for the first time. Mm-hmm. More than welcome to blow up our text line. What's going on?
0: What's going on? Shell says
1: thanks. Have a blessed day from Yvonne. Mm. And yeah, I don't know that we've heard from you on the breakfast show. So nice to hear from you as well. Yeah, thanks, Excellent. Yvonne. Just a quick reminder to all our texting and phoning friends. As of next week, we won't be able to do any phone calls because we will be in our new studio where we won't have the setup to take phone calls, only texts. So please get mm-hmm. your thumbs ready for next week. We are going to be text yep. only. But this
0: will be our temporary studio temporary before situation. we eventually get into our new and improved built studio oh. down in Currumbong. You are listening to. The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we have come to the, to the end of the hour.
1: Time to give some, well, give, a, give the tools our listeners need to get themselves a whole bunch of free stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this month we're doing a giveaway on the Faith FM website where listeners can uh, potentially win some Faith FM merch. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you have a Faith FM hoodie?
0: I don't have a hoodie.
1: Oh, how can I get one? I want to get
0: one. I need to get sponsored.
1: You've got a bunch of Faith FM merch. How did <laughs> you get it? I thought I wasn't eligible for
0: this. For free. I've
1: been trying to con our listeners into sending their No, I No, mean, me.
0: I mean, I kind <clears> of <throat> work for Faith of M. It's
1: like i don't <laughs> <laughs> hey anyway uh you can even though you can get um <clears throat> excuse me you can get uh some of these merchandise yourself. there are multiple ways to enter and every time you enter it actually increases uh your odds so all you need to do is go to the faith of m website you um where you can uh on the on the side on the right hand side you'll see a, a colorful box with sixteen different ways to get yourself in with prize drawers. You can go to the um the Faith FM Facebook page, the Faith FM Instagram page, you can uh uh send an email telling us what you like about Faith FM. Um and one of the ways you can do it is you can send a secret code. So they'll see there's a breakfast show uh um op- option where you can click on that and you can put in the secret code word to get yourself in with a draw. Mm. The secret code word is is the word Weetbix W-E-E-T-B-I-X there are different code words for different shows so listen to those shows to find them out but that's how you can get yourself some really awesome Faith of Emerge even though I can't
0: absolutely guys hey remember to talk faith to live faith to act faith and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ happy
1: Sabbath I'll be with you
0: God up hold you with the sheep securely fold you God be with you till we meet again
1: until we meet again at Jesus' feet meet again Jesus God be with you till we meet again Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one Faith FM